it has that like vibe. Yeah, and like watching My Hero Academia, like that feels very similar to Naruto also pacing wise, just because it starts with like, oh, these guys are like crazy strong, but then like, boy, these guys aren't even like, you you ain't seen shit yet. And then like the real crazy strong guys come out of nowhere. Right. You know? Mm Mm-hmm. But yeah, man, anime is fucking cool. On that note, welcome back to Otaku, everybody. format on this because trying to do this weekly is a struggle for both of us with um, finding time to record and then finding time to upload episodes and just trying to keep our lives together Uh, since we're almost an entire year into this pandemic. Things are really wonky, I'm sure, for all of us, and it's just going to work out better for us this way and also we can absorb like a whole like season of something um without having to literally like rush through it yeah and so that way we'll have like you know more content but it'll be distant enough for us to not have to like talk for two hours about a whole season of something like we can really just kind of go over like the major points and things like that so stay tuned we're not dead we're not going anywhere we're just (laughs) reformatting once again yep you know how it goes that's kind of our thing yep and uh tonight we are back on the ova train Mm -hmm. um i think this is probably gonna be the last ova we do for a while well i don't know we'll see i mean we have uh we i mean we do have some good stuff going forward that we've already watched pretty quickly too right. so that's kind of exciting um long format full series either that or full se- seasons of either ongoing or hiatus shows well yeah and if you look at a lot of anime it's uh some of it's like 13 episodes and some of it's 26 episodes a season so that gives us about a month to you know watch an episode a day with yeah. some skipping in between because like your schedule sometimes you're gone for 24 hours straight or longer mm-hmm. and uh sometimes i just uh have <laughs> days in the brewery where i'm there for nine hours a day three days back to back to back and it's just yeah hard. it's just uh it's just gonna be better this way um, or paper jam dipper yes yeah so uh we got sailor moon r the pirate one the pirate one mm-hmm Oh, God. <laughs> that took me way too long. Yeah. <laughs> Why did he just say that? I was like, for a joke that's just not funny. She's really like <laughs> hanging me out here. Womp womp. Yeah. Joke's on me, turns out. Yeah. Well, you know, I think that wow. this has been a, a real forming moment for us. You've made me laugh really hard like the past few days. Yeah? Yeah, just FYI. That's good. Like when you that. when you referred to him as Unky Chill, or that that my boss <laughs> needed to Unky Chill, yeah, because we call him Unky, and yeah. then his name mm-hmm. just like as a fucking joke. Yeah, and he's been getting up our ass apparently about getting a piece of bar equipment at the house, yeah. and I'm like, 
he needs to fucking chill. Yeah. But it was really funny. Yeah. Anyway. Not all of us have like, I don't know, like that level of dedication to. Disposable income. Yeah. And or like place like space to put extra pieces of large form equipment. He just wants to give us all the extra six that he gets from our distributor that I then clean and wash. I didn't know about that. Yeah. Okay. So we have a lot of extra six hanging around and he's just like, when are you getting a kegerator? I'm just oh. like, <laughs> see that, that helps a lot with the, <laughs> with the cost. Yeah. I didn't know that part. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. Which anyway, maybe we should do like a beer podcast. I don't know. Oh, who knows? <laughs> <clears throat> Anyways. All right. So Sailor Moon R um, starts off very innocuous. They're at the botanical garden. Um, I love botanical gardens. I know. That was our first date ever was the Atlanta Botanical Garden. Yeah. It's good shit. So this probably brought back a couple like nice little memories. It did. That's a, I don't know. Just like I love nature, obviously. I love the greens as it were. I love uh, butterflies. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. And moths. Moths are cool and chill. Um, Don't really get a lot of, uh, I don't, I don't think they get the fanfare that they deserve. They no. get a lot of blame. Yeah, they get a lot of blame. People are like, man, these moths be eating my, my clothes. And that's it. Maybe give them a little terrarium to live in. They won't eat your clothes. Right. Moths don't, moths don't do much. They Most of them only live for like a few days anyways. Come on. Right. Let them eat your damn clothes a little bit. Insects have very short lives. Yeah, it's kind of sad. It is sad. <laughs> yeah. But some of them live a long time. And those are the ones that people get all mad about. Because they're like, ugh, gross. Yeah. It's like, why are you still alive? <laughs> ah! <laughs> Like, I looked yesterday, and you were here, and you're still alive. Too much. Too much. Yeah. So, anyways, uh, <laughs> yeah, um, they are having a nice day in the botanical garden, and then, you know, they <laughs> And then start, shit hits the fan. Yeah. Well, they start being all pranky and pervy, because they were spying on... Well, so, yeah, Usagi and Mamo were, were going to go do a smooch. Right. And then the girls were like... Oh, it's about to go down. Okay, so keep in mind, though, like, this is very early in, like, their relationship. Okay. Like, this is very <clears throat> shortly after they found out that they're past lives and that they're destined to be together. Are well, these, actually... Are these OVAs, like, canon? Yeah. Okay, because that's, like, a thing that I'm not super... I don't, I don't think they actually even knew that they were destined to be together at this point. Okay. Yeah, because it's hard for me to keep some of these... Like keep track of the timeline of some of these, yeah. As like where they are in the story, and I'm used to like Dragon Ball ideology, where like the movies are just fucking like throwaways. Yeah. So with this one, with the the way that the villain is drawn, and um, like the way he's styled, it it very much feels like very early season uh, R. Mm. Okay. Very early R. I guess that makes sense because it's the R one. Yes. But like Sailor Moon R, like the original anime, has two very distinct story arcs, which one of which was not ever in the manga. Hmm. There's Sailor Moon, Sailor hmm. Moon R, Sailor Moon S, Super S, and Eternal. Oh, okay. So the first, I didn't know, I thought the first one, you were saying the first one was called R. No, Sailor Moon R is like the, the second okay. season, but it's in the anime, in the OG anime, it's divided into two distinct arcs. Hmm. Like it's been a really long time since we watched the OG anime. Hmm. So the first arc was with the 
alien brother and sister that were manipulated by the doom tree right so the doom tree was like the like the big boss and um so the uh, the two like alien siblings like they both fell in love like the girl fell in love with mamoru and the boy fell in love with usagi i'm pretty sure and they were both trying to like fight each other for them anyway um that's that old song and dance yeah that old song and dance uh so fiore from the rova is very much based on that characterization Hmm. or vice versa yeah they uh they do have i don't know like it's hard for me because i'm nowhere near as familiar or um i don't know like well versed in the lore and background yeah. of Sailor Moon as you are, so but I did definitely have like I mean I've seen this movie before, but it's long enough that I was like, oh damn, this is might as well be like my first time watching it again, right? But it still did have like his character did have a deep familiar familiarity, 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 familiarity. <laughs> what if we just had an entire episode where we were just saying one word Str- back and forth at each other, struggling, just destroying it, yeah. It's like dairy. I'm trying to say <laughs> breakfast. 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 Yep. So, um, so that was interesting because again, I didn't see this until well after um I think the English, like the American adaptation was um probably into like the super S well, probably well into the S season verging on super S. Like I was probably in high school when I saw all three and I think I think Bunny was the first person to show me the Sailor Moon R movie Hmm. yeah so again going back to how much like this ties in with her and my memories of her we had this fucking running joke (laughs) where like so we were on AIM like literally all the time with each other Hmm. and (laughs) she i don't even remember how this like became a thing but she typed something really strange to me one day and i was like the fuck dude and she was like oh sorry um we used to talk about ghosts and stuff too a lot she was like the the evil duck that lives on top of my computer just fell onto my keyboard and i was like evil duck she's like yeah its name is fiore and he's gay and so this whole running joke between us, like whenever we would misspell words or just like keyboard smash, I'd always be like, damn it, Fiore. I, I don't Did know. Did you at the time know that? Yeah. Like we'd already watched. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I don't know why <laughs> she picked that name. It's a fun name. But I guess her, her brain went evil and gay. Fiore. Fiore. And it rhymes. Yes. Evil gay fiore. Evil gay fiore. <laughs> um, and then we used to like scream at each other in the hallways. That's a that's a good name to scream. Yeah. 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 Even just for that, it's got a lot of weight to it. Pretty much. Anyway, this this movie has a lot of sentimentality for me. It really meant a lot as a teenager too, like um, as a teenage girl, watching these other teenage girls like really like. <laughs> Uh, self-realize about how much their friends like mean to them 
Mm. and uh, each of them having like a really hard time fitting in with groups of people or making friends regularly and seeing each one see herself as like such an outcast when like to us like me and Bunny and probably Karen and Melissa like to us they were like such fucking like idols like I want to be like her she's so cool like but then seeing them have all these issues like self-image issues just was like not humbling but like just really <sighs> I don't know like I guess I just like empathize and sympathize with it like super hardcore especially now like as an adult looking back and realizing like how not lonely I was I mean I was lonely sometimes but I had good friends that were always there for me when I needed them and I think that's like and and Takeuchi like she wrote the stories exactly that way like she has gone on record saying like these are the girls I want to be my friends hmm. like if I was if I was in middle school or high school I would want these girls to be my friends although I don't know why she would want a friend to belittle and berate her as much as Ray does to Usagi but that's, that's neither just, here nor there I don't know. that's like their <laughs> that's the whole dynamic yeah that's their whole like dynamic their, yeah so yeah, like it's really sentimental and um sure you heard me humming and singing the song. Yeah, you basically had like I think you, you <laughs> were literally like mouthing the words as they were like basically and we were did we we watched the we watched the, the sub version of it, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But you still knew all the no, lines pretty much. The dub. It was dubbed. We can only find the dub version. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah. But, you, yeah, that's right. Because we were wondering if it was... We're pretty sure that this was a new release of a re... Yeah. This was, like, after Viz Media bought the rights. Yeah. Their voice actors. Because I was like, is this a fan dub? Like, it's not the original cast, for yeah. sure. It was... I thought it was really good, honestly. It wasn't bad. I'm, I have no... I have nothing against the most recent... Um, team of voice actors that have tackled sailor moon yeah uh, but it's like different for you it is it's yeah it's wildly different of course it is yeah it'd be like us trying to watch naruto in english which and you'd just be sitting there like uh, i'd be upset oh yeah because i've tried vibrating and, just like i can't <clears throat> yeah I, I have tried before and it was just a terrible experience <sighs> mostly because of naruto's voice actor honestly and i think like i don't know why or how, but like Americans get their hands on like the translations and they the characterization of the of the people that they're supposed to be voice acting. They're like, oh, he's supposed to be like the fucking most annoying sound in the world, <sighs> like from Dumb and Dumber, mm-hmm. but like just voice acting. Yeah, they definitely seem to have a propensity for going way overboard with what they need to do. Right, like there's no. There's no in between. It's can you imagine nothing or the most annoying character you've ever seen? Can you imagine how? Oh, we could probably find out. I'm pretty sure Demon Slayer is already dubbed in English on Netflix, but I, all I can think of is Inosuke and how fucking horrible that's gonna be. <sighs> Even though he literally doesn't have mouth flaps except for like maybe four scenes total. Yeah. So it couldn't be difficult to voice act for him. Like, at all. Besides, like, okay, you have to say this many words in this set amount of time. 
and they'll still find a way to make them annoying. <sighs> Guaranteed. I don't. I don't know what it is about. Like, it, I've, I've I've thought of this because there's no way since we don't speak Japanese to to really understand the subtleties of their voice acting. I've picked up on some stuff though. What I mean is like we're not familiar enough with the language to to be able to tell the difference between what is classically good and classically bad deliveries of lines, I feel Fair. like unless they're really really bad. So Fair. I wonder sometimes if like we're just Maybe we also just find like Japanese voices more aesthetically pleasing because we know we're watching Japanese content. Yeah, I think that does factor into it. Which yeah. I'm fine with. But it's just. But I mean, there is. Okay. Like, I get it. Like, Usagi's voice actress in the original Japanese, you know, it's a little grating at times. She's very whiny. <laughs> She's very yelly. Yeah. Like, I get it. It's probably really annoying to a lot of Japanese people watching it. But the there was no excuse for the, for the American voice actress. The original one? Yeah. Yeah. And I don't want to like really shit on people for anything because like I'm sure that she did her very best with what she was given. It just, it doesn't suit the character at all. Right. And I'm sure she's a very, very good voice actress. Kind of like how they turn Luna into an old, old, old There is no excuse for that. An old British woman? No excuse besides the whole trope of like, they have to be old to be like magical. Yeah. Which is... Like, hello, you have a series about teenage girls. And then how do you... And I think I think the people who, who bought The Rise of Sailor Moon, I think Viz Media like literally had to go in and redub everything if they ever wanted to release the OVAs. Mm-hmm. Because the, the Sailor Moon S OVA with Luna, there's no way you could justify having her old ass fucking voice. <laughs> and then her turning into like this beautiful young woman. Yeah, that would be... What the fuck? Jarring. What the fuck? I don't know. That'd be like, literally everyone would look at each other and be like, did we just do crack? Yes. Is is there crack cocaine in my system? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, for real. So, like, they, I don't think they had a choice, but if they wanted to release the movies, they had to go in and redub everything. I'm sure that the people that are involved in these projects are very passionate about, you know, the quality of it when they get something that they know is going to be you know, a beloved or is already a beloved franchise that they're doing the best that they can. I also, I also really, really, really can't blame Serena's OG voice actress either because I'm sure that Deke peddled this show as like only little kids are going to watch this. Like it's a cartoon. It's about girls. Mm -hmm. Like, well, yeah, when it originally aired on in America, it was like on TBS or something. Yeah. Yeah. And it was just, (laughs) It was like, okay, yeah, like little little 10-year-olds are going to be watching this. It was like a, an animated uh, analog to um, like a, a girl's version of Power Rangers almost, it felt like, the way that they were dubbing it. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I grimace, but yeah, you, you're right. I mean, that's how they approached it because Power Rangers was the shit at the time. Right. I first remember even ever seeing Sailor Moon on tv right and i didn't have like older friends when power rangers came out like i had friends who were my own age Mm -hmm. but sailor moon like i you know my two best friends are like a year ish older than me and um actually one of them's two days younger than you um but yeah like i i don't know like i knew older people 
but it, it and I think that's why I really didn't like it at first because I was like wow this is like really this is really targeted at like people not my age mm-hmm. and then when <laughs> Bunny like started letting me borrow like the manga that was like just translated into English and stuff I was like uh this is way more grown up than I previously thought well yeah because at the time the concept of them like of a of a series being butchered that drastically probably didn't really exist in our minds but now it's like oh yeah this shit happened all the time yeah constantly i mean like yeah. the original dragon ball's been through yeah. a half dozen different dubs and cuts and mm-hmm. releases and all this other shit right so i can only imagine what any other number of released media especially around that time like i mean friggin well, I don't know. Samurai Pizza Cats is probably about what it seemed like it was, considering <laughs> it was a bunch of anthropomorphic robotic cats who were pizza delivery cats that also fought monsters. But were they cats? Yes. <laughs> but they were robot cats. Yeah. I think. They were like, it was like they were Gundams, but they were also actually cats. I gotcha. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That makes sense, but it doesn't make sense. But it makes sense. Really weird shit. Yeah, for sure. So, um, aside from like my sentimentality, um, did you have any like major epiphanies or notes? Anything like go click for you? Anything tug on your heartstrings? Um, I thought that it was. I mean, there's a few things for sure. Like, I had a a sudden thought regarding mercury and all of the insanely advanced technology that she just pulls out of her ass like does she she doesn't pull it out of her ass her her little like um visor thing comes out of her earring i meant okay that's even more impressive then like (laughs) she like well she she taps her earlobe and the thing like comes across she's consistently designing technology for them that is like hundreds of years technologically advanced false luna gives it to them oh (laughs) does she from what i remember yes like all their um communicators and their uh uh henshin wands and any kind of compacts um luna is i don't think she's the creator of them i think she just had them in luna storage so it's just ancient moon store moon technology yes because the moon kingdom of times past was actually very technologically advanced right um naturally right because they're on the damn moon right chilling yep um okay the other thing i had i had a couple other things um i think well hold on I don't want to discredit Mercury completely because I do believe that she does hammer out some stuff for them mm. at some point, but I could be completely making that up. Okay. So while we're on the topic of that, I did find it interesting that uh, Ami's visor, like her hollow visor was displaying everything in German. Yes. Because you, I had to like go back because I caught it before you did, and I was like, "Hold the fuck up!" I think it's just because I've seen that scene so many times, mm-hmm. um, and I think the language does vary. Hmm. But her mom is a doctor, and this was the early-ish, going on mid '90s when all of Japan was obsessed with everything German. Hmm. Um, 
So I'm not surprised that, again, something very sciencey and techy wasn't German because they, you know, they have a... <sighs> I'm just thinking about fucking Stroheim right now. <laughs> they are very good at advanced technologies. Yeah. Uh, understandable. And then, uh, let's see, Fiore really comes across as, like, basically the, the most common sense, intelligent villain in one yeah, of Yeah, because he instantly knows exactly who they all are. Yes. For as simple of a fact as that, he's like, oh, wait, you're those girls from yeah. before. Yeah, and from they're yesterday. Like, they're all like, how do you, how did, what? How did mm. you, how'd you figure it out? And he's like, uh, I mean, you look identical in your outfits. Right. And he instantly just, knew that Mamoru was behind the mask. Yeah. So I was like, like instantly. <clears throat> I was like, I don't think I've literally ever seen that shit in one of these shows. Like, it usually takes them like an entire arc to figure out, you know, yeah. like some Superman level disguise or some shit. Right. Like, but I also think, he? I think that like the whole story of Fiore and Mamoru, like meeting as children, um, and Fiore like leaving after Mamoru like shows him like kindness um really just stuck with him i feel like it it just goes to show it stuck with him that much yeah that he instantly knew that it was mamoru and then the way that he interacted with sailor moon like must meant you know i don't think it was just like i recognize you i think it's like you must be the girl from yesterday because you were so clinging on to him Mm, yeah i guess that makes sense and now he's like you know protecting you and stuff so obviously like he's he is very smart i'm not so he's using his logic of deduction. Yeah. Okay. Well, this yeah. is that. But like, I don't know. Something about this story just kind of like sits with me and it's like, it's kind of uneasy to me, but at the same time, it's like for someone who identifies as aromantic, like it is a little romantic that Fiore remember this kid like so well that he knew what he looked like as an adult mm-hmm. and like... I the Cassinian flower like definitely like warped him for sure. I don't think Fiore would have ever been like evil, right? Had the flower not warped him, yeah. I think that's because I think he had like a really pure intention and a pure heart to find Mamoru again, yeah. Unfortunately, a lot of these villain like ploys tend to uh, operate off of that kind of thing where but, they're just taking yeah. advantage of I also think it's kind of like a warning in that like if you hold on to love too long like even if it's even if it's platonic love and just utter genuine caring about someone like it would be so easy for someone to manipulate you mm. like that's kind of like the definite vibe I got like almost like a warning like don't wear your heart so openly yeah that's yeah i mean it's it definitely froze pretty heavy with um what its messaging is throughout the whole movie right um, i mean because it, it's like you know it's got the friendship it's got like you were talking about with you know like maybe um sorry maybe love is what it was and then you know maybe things change and you don't you know coming back <laughs> and trying to do some crazy violent shit isn't going right, to work but out also, well for you. He was an alien, and I don't think 
I think maybe like love, love didn't register to him the way it does for us. And we can put it on a scale and say like, okay, this is definitely like friendship love, like platonic love. Like every time I tell my best friends, I love them. Like I, I love them. But then you have like family love where you like, you tell your parents or your children, if you have them, like, I love you. And that's different from like romantic love. Hmm. So it could just be that his he maybe species I think has... the Cassinian like fed off that and like his fear of being alone forever and maybe made him think that it was romantic love back then when it was really just like we're both little kids and we're both scared to death I like I care about you here's a flower I mean I just like it could also be that his people their version of love is just all of those things or you know there is no clear distinction yeah between right you know, it's just, it is a, a, an emotional feeling and there's not a clear distinction between them. Right, exactly. So it could be. Which is interesting. Yeah. To think about. Because I do, I mean, I know, <clears throat> like, I, I do wonder what, like, other, if we ever find another humanoid species, like, what their interpretation of, like, love would be. Yeah, because, I mean, it's, love is a extremely complex because you could be like well it's you know chemicals and other things but you know it's the human physiology it with physically manifests yeah like in so many different ways yeah it's not just one thing like it's, it literally alters your brain chemicals yeah it's like a culmination of everything that it means to be human kind of in a way yeah to be able to express love because right. basically i mean a lot of other animals you know can't or don't you know because their brains aren't designed to literally they don't have you know like i'm not talking about like pets and animals like you know of that that kind right no i get it but it's just like what's the just because like some of those animals brains are very powerful and adept at doing certain things like there's shrimp that can see colors and like you know have mm -hmm. better eyesight than we ever could possibly with reaction speeds that are hundreds of times faster than ours but right. they cannot feel love that sucks but it's just like why i want shrimp to be able to love shrimp heaven now baby yeah yeah but it's interesting because yeah like who knows maybe maybe love is among intelligent races a commonality i would hope here's hoping yeah because otherwise we're screwed i mean <laughs> If you look at our fucking country right now and everything that's going on in it, like, I kind of feel like we're already screwed, but. hey oh, Yeah. Bingo. Not, yeah. Uh, the only other thing I had on this, I'm sorry. No, go ahead. Know, go. Was I thought it was really funny when Chibi Usa pulled a gun. <laughs> on I forgot about that. Like an oh my God, gun. I forgot about that. I didn't. <sighs> yeah, that's like one of those scenes where you see it and you're like, oh yeah. And then it just goes like little boing. Yeah, but still, like, she just pull, pull, pulls out a, like, what looks like yeah, a... Yeah, she pulls a gun out of Luna P. Yeah. And she's just like, uh, you better fucking go. Mm -hmm. You better fucking go! You better stop. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, she also tried to kill Usagi. Well, you thought she was trying to kill Usagi. You were like, what is happening? Is she trying to kill her? And I was like, no, no, just wait. Yeah. Because like the anime, I thought it. I thought the the video paused or buffering or something. Yeah, because she had just, her hands over her mouth for yeah, so long. Stock still for like ten seconds straight. Nope, that's just a gag. <laughs> it was a little bit of levity in a very uh very uh -huh. intense otherwise scene. 
It's a pretty serious movie in general, honestly. They all are, I feel like. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, the movies definitely do have a dark tone. And it's funny because they also all... Um, Ah, words. Mm. They all... Ah, fuck. They do fuck. (laughs) Those those movies, those movies fuck. (laughs) No, but they they all tackle the issue of different kinds of love. Like, every single one of them tackles... Like, love is at the... Is at the core of each OVA story. And I know it's, like, pretty much at the core of the entire Sailor Moon series... Um, like love, different kinds of love beating out evil. Yeah, because I mean, like our, literally, that's the core summation of Sailor Moon. Yeah, I mean, the R film is like we were just talking about, like the bond of friendship and what that means in that form of love, platonic love. Yeah, and then S is that the one with Luna? Yeah, that's like romantic love. Romantic love. <clears throat> and then the next one is Super S. And it is familial love. Hmm. Did we just come across some <laughs> profound, deeper? Like it took me even... a second. I'm like, wait, what kind of love is in Super S? And then I had to remember the plot line. And I'm like, it's literally familial love. Yeah. So because Sailor Moon has to go save her own daughter. Yeah. So shit. I guess that makes a lot of sense. I didn't even like earlier. I didn't say all that like consciously having put that together. Yeah. Shit. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Huh. That's wild. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. Hmm. 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 It's pretty good. Hmm. Yeah. Hmm. No shit. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so, I don't know. I mean, uh, yeah, these movies do and always will hold a very uh, near and dear spot in my heart. And it's nice to be revisiting them. I mean, I did watch Sailor Moon R. Um, I think it was a subtitled version at the Plaza in Atlanta in January of 2017. So that was about four years ago. Um, then I met up with my two best friends and we watched it in a theater full of um, Sailor Moonies, like diehard Sailor Moon fans. Some of them were like cosplaying. And it was really like, it was really nice to be A, like back on the Plaza audience because that is my home for numerous reasons and b to be surrounded by so many people who all cried at the same time like yeah you know when all the senshi are going through like their memories of how sailor moon kind of like rescued them like sniffles in abundance and you knew you weren't alone so that was really cool nice oh, i hope the plaza makes it through this fucking pandemic that would be such a shame. Oh, my God. The Krispy Kreme in Midtown Atlanta burned down this morning. Speaking of places, like landmarks being lost. No justice. <sighs> Sorry. That sucks. Yeah. But Krispy Kreme never like meant as much to me as it does to you. The, this the Krispy North, Kreme, but... this specific store is a fucking landmark. Mm. Like it is um, close to the Varsity. It's close to the Fox Theater. When you visit Atlanta... You go to Krispy Kreme. You go to this Krispy Kreme location. They're open 24 hours a day because they were a a factory. Like, they made donuts in-house like every other Krispy Kreme, but they made so much more because they were, like, the store that the local convenience stores and grocery stores and gas stations all got their Krispy Kreme from. Hmm. When you saw that hot now sign on in the window. You got hot now. 
Yes. And you'd get in that fucking drive through queue and wait 30 minutes. <laughs> so you could be hot now, too. To get I want to be three dozen now. three dozen original glazed. Mother of God. And take them to work. Oh. <laughs> to share with everyone on a Saturday morning when you all had like a 19 and a half hour shift ahead of you. That is magic. Yeah. And... There are people saying that it's supposedly Shaquille O'Neal owns that particular location of Krispy Kreme, and I hope it's true because he's got about as much money as God. Mm. Yeah, he do. And he is an advertiser for the general insurance, so I'm hoping I'm hoping they rebuild. Which is because the next time that we're allowed to go to Georgia together, like I really. Man, that was like one of the places I really wanted to take you to because I know we went to the one in like North Carolina all the time, but yeah, didn't. Well, really we have didn't any. actually go all the time. We went like three times. A few times. <laughs> we went like three times in three years, <clears throat> which is fucking blasphemous. But yeah, you don't know what you have until it's gone. Yeah, but that was just, it. Was it's a fucking landmark. It's right across from Mary Max Tea Room. Like, mm. yeah. Well, that sucks. I'm sorry to hear that. I wonder if MF Sushi is still there. Right up the street from Camelli's, like literally within walking distance of Camelli's. Mm. OG Camelli's. Dairy Maine. <laughs> yeah. So, anyhow, um, yeah, that's wild. I'm thinking of my hometown and like, ugh. <sighs> memories. Well, oh, is, memories. This has kind of made me want to rewatch because um, I have them on DVD. The, uh, I think I do couple of the really old dragon ball movies i think you do too because you've never seen those uh, i might have yeah like dead zone and tree of might maybe yeah those are really old those are like the first two i think i just elbowed the gamecube yeah, fuck that game <laughs> no thanks no it's a no. nice it's a nice looking box it's got it's got four holes in the front yeah and it's ready for it <laughs> it's got an empty slot too yeah i do it's, it's literally empty slot too Nice. Nice. Thanks. I like it. I'll be here all night. Oh, good, good. All right. So on that note, I guess it's time for us to wrap this up before we start joking about fucking our any <laughs> video other, game any, consoles. Any other video game consoles we have, yeah. <laughs> all right. So thanks for tuning in. Uh, sorry about the delay in episodes with no announcement or anything. I uh, hope you guys enjoyed. So. Yeah. Yeah. We're just trying to be like, hey, look, we're going to, you know, we want to enjoy the media and get you guys some good content. And uh, good content, you'll get it when you get it. You get it when you get it. So, uh, deal with it. Deal with it. Nice, thanks. Thanks yeah. for hyping up. Yeah, you're welcome. I'm a little aggressive and you're a little submissive. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. We can talk about that later, too. <laughs> okay, good night. Bye, guys. <laughs>